0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 63 of the Food Biz Wiz podcast. This is the last episode of season five, and I'm excited for today's show as I know it's a topic that's on your mind right now, what to focus on during the fourth quarter. In this episode, I'm going to outline my four P's, that's right, like the letter P, and I'm going to give you a rundown on what you can do with our final three months of the year to ensure you are set up for success as we move into 2021. I promise you, I'm not going to try to convince you that you need to have a Black Friday sale or do lots of holiday pop-up events. We are talking about things that go beyond focusing on sales. Let's get right to it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. All right, my whizzes, the final episode of season five. Wow. Thank you for being such loyal listeners and urging me to continue on with this podcast. I, I love putting out this content, but as you might imagine, it's a lot of work. When you share my episodes, when you shout me out on Instagram, when you cheer me on, it shows me that you find value in this podcast and that you are just as pumped about it as I am. So thank you for that. So here we are in early October, and we are just getting into the fourth quarter. So that is October, November, and December. The fourth quarter is really important to think about in the food industry because it's typically when sales are highest. Think about it. It's a time when, in a typical year, friends and family gather over the holidays, there's lots of gift-giving, and general consumption of food and beverage skyrockets. It's also a time that wholesale buyers are heads down in store operations and are really, really unlikely to give you a callback or consider your product line for their shelves. They are focused on turkeys and candy canes and they don't have the time in their schedule to answer your emails, to meet you and accept your samples and to merchandise you on their shelves. That is, unless you are a candy cane maker or a producer of a small batch Gravy. If you don't believe me, (laughs) I know I know you don't want to believe me. I am recording this episode on Tuesday, October 6th. And just this afternoon, I received an email from my from BuyRate Market with the subject line: Time to think about turkey and trimmings. I always tell my Retail Ready students that it is key that you recognize this and set expectations for the fourth quarter. When I was a grocery buyer, I had a hard freeze on bringing in new products between October and January, unless they were specifically holiday related. And at that point, it was likely that I had made those product decisions over the previous summer planning ahead. That being said, I strongly, strongly encourage you to respect this wholesale buyer schedule and realizing that pitching to new retail accounts between October and early January is just bad form. Not only are you wasting your time because you aren't likely to get a call back or an email response from a buyer, but that buyer is likely to question if you even know what you're doing, and they are going to subconsciously label you as incompetent or at the very least inexperienced. So now that we know what not to do, right, don't go out pitching new accounts right now, what should you focus on in Q4? Well, it's all about the behind the scenes for food businesses this quarter. Now, I know that you are busy with production during these next three months. I know that sales might be skyrocketing and that you're already feeling busy keeping up with your marketing efforts like your social media and your newsletters managing your reorders with stores, keeping your Amazon inventory in stock, figuring out your direct to consumer sales and shipping, especially with the nightmare that we have seen across every shipping partner over the past few months. I mean, I get it. That is a full-time job as it is. But there's always a but. You know this if you've been listening for a while. (laughs) There has There's never been a better time than the fourth quarter to work on the behind the scenes of your business, ensuring that you are setting yourself up for success come early January when buyers start responding to emails and sample requests again. If you think you're too busy to work on the behind the scenes, then I'll just ask you this. If not now, when buyers are not in the position to be pitched to, then when? There is a Spanish saying that says, tomorrow is the busiest day of the week. And I think about that a lot in running my own business. If not now, when? If you don't have the time to work on this now, you sure as hell won't have the time to work on it come January when we roll into virtual fancy food shows, followed by the Good Food Awards, which leads into Valentine's Day and on and on and on. So sure enough, you wake up six months from now and you realize that you haven't gotten to those behind the scene tasks that are vital to your business success. Okay, I'm going to stop the nagging. I'm going to assume that you are on board with me and that you are committed to working on your business this quarter instead of just working in your business. Let's talk about what you should prioritize to make sure that you are ready for wholesale expansion come January. It's simple. You need to prioritize your systems for pitching to and following up with new retail accounts. I'm going to break this down using the four P's. Number 1, your pitch templates. Number 2, your printed materials. Number 3 is your promotional strategy, and number 4 is your persuasive rebuttal. <laughs> Let me dive into detail on each. So first up up is your pitch templates. Spend the next three months focusing on the email and the phone scripts that you are going to use to capture that buyer's attention. In Retail Ready, we literally have a workbook called Scripted Success for this. It is basically a script and a flow chart of your buyer communication. You script out the first correspondence and then you follow the flow chart changing your response and your pitch depending on whether or not the buyers reply to your email, whether they say yes or no to accepting samples, whether or not they agree to place that first order, and on and on. So create your own version of this flow flow chart over the next few months. Why do we use templates, you might ask? I use templates with almost everything that I do. Here is why. You don't have time to create the best, most engaging email and the best reply that you can muster when you've got 50 emails in your inbox demanding your attention. Why not craft the very best version of a sales email that you can and then use it over and over again? Why would you reinvent the wheel every time? So it not only saves you time and sanity, but it also guarantees that you are sending the exact Right message without typos or forgetting to include the attachments that gets the buyer to say yes every time. Okay. So next up, that second p your printed materials. Now, when I say printed materials, okay, I know I know it's with a big disclaimer that we are doing most things virtually right now, but historically the these have been printed things. So you want to use these next few months to ensure that you have your sell sheet created and your price list up to date. You might be thinking that your sell sheet is already top notch, and I'll just tell you this. We have had over 400 brands enroll in Retail Ready, and we do a personalized video review of every single brand's sell sheet. It's so cool, and I've never seen a sell sheet that didn't have room for improvement. Whether it's understanding exactly what information you need to include on the front page versus the back page, whether or not you include pricing on your sell sheet, hint, you don't, how to use photography to capture the attention of that wholesale buyer, which products to include and which to leave off, how to get that buyer to place a first order with just the info you include on your sell sheet. It's a lot to consider. You wanna use this time wisely over the next few months to create a sell sheet that stops the buyers in their tracks. After all, that buyer sees, sees dozens, I mean, if not hundreds of sell sheets every month. If yours doesn't stand out, you are missing out. Okay, next up, we are onto our third P, and that is your promotional strategy. Buyers hate it when you don't have any wiggle room in your budget to offer promotions to your accounts. Now, I know that financials are tight. I know that you probably consider yourself a bootstrapped brand and that you simply don't have the extra money to offer like intro discounts or quarterly promotions or free fills or like whatever it is. But I also know that you, ha- when you have nothing to offer a buyer, they get the impression that you are not committed to supporting your brand on shelf. When you say that you have zero budget to do a promotion, you're asking the buyer to take a big risk in carrying your product and you're essentially saying that you're not going to bring anything to the table to help gain sales. So, so often I have brands say, well, I got on the shelf alley and now I have slow sales. Now what? What do I do? So wall promotions, so that is, you know, discounts and sales, isn't the only way to try to boost your sales on shelf it is the very first thing that a buyer will suggest. So I want you to use this time to get super clear on your promotional strategy so that you don't draw a blank (laughs) next time you go to fill out that new vendor paperwork and you see that promotional allowance box. Plus you'll know exactly what to offer a buyer before they even ask. Okay, lastly, the fourth P, I call this the persuasive rebuttal, hearing a no from a buyer is quite common. If you aren't up for getting rejected, you're gonna have a tough time in the food industry. I want you to use the next few months to think through all of the reasons why a buyer is going to say no to your product line and come up with a super strong rebuttal for every single one. So if a a buyer says no to you for one reason, it is because they don't trust that you are going to help them achieve their category goals. Of course, they're not gonna come out and say that, right? What you're going to hear instead is, your product is too similar to a local brand that we already carry, or your price seems too high, or it didn't pass our taste test, or we aren't reviewing your category until later this year, or any other excuse in the book. But what those are all code for is, I don't trust you enough to spend all of the energy to put you on my shelf. Now that you know this, I want you to take out a piece of paper and literally write out every single no that you've gotten around your brand. If you haven't launched into store yet, write down every single no that you imagine you might get about your brand. Then you are going to work through each of these no's and figure out how you will respond to every single one. Again, we make retail ready students do this and we work through every possible no that they'll hear and we script out exactly what they'll say to turn that no into a yes. I know what the magic words are to convince that buyer to reconsider and you have got to take the time to craft a reply that actually convinces them to give you a chance. Okay. In short, I want you to use this quarter to make sure you know exactly how to craft a pitch that gets the buyer to say yes so that you can you know, totally succeed come January, 2021. You ensure your printed materials are going to stand out in a sea of PDFs and brand brochures. You, you're going to know exactly what promotions you can offer your wholesale accounts and on what schedule. You think through every no in the book and you have a strong counter argument for each one whew, you are gonna be busy (laughs) this quarter. So you may have noticed that I did not do a sponsor for this episode, and that was really intentional. Instead, I wanted to use 30 seconds inside this show to send you this message straight from the heart. If you nodded along to the four Ps, agreeing that you need to get these in place so that you are ready to rock come January, You've got to join us in Retail Ready. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you, if not now, then when? And I want you to sincerely think about that, that you can listen to these podcasts every single week, agreeing with the words that come out of my mouth, and your business still seems to be in the place that it was six months ago. At some point, you've got to stop the listening and learning and start to take action. If you are ready, if this is the time for you and you know that you can have a great 2021, if you spend the next few months getting everything in order, The first step is watching my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. It outlines my exact process that I have used to help hundreds of brands hit their biggest business goals. It gives you advice on how to move forward strategically right now, and it outlines all of the details of Retail Ready. I'm going to link that free class in these show notes, and you can pick a time that works for you, and you're going to want to budget about an hour to join me. If you've already watched the masterclass, if you've been listening to these podcasts, if you're on my email list and you want in straight away, send me a DM or reply back to any email that I've sent you. It comes straight to my inbox and tell me that you want in in Retail Ready. I will make room for you. I promise. You can probably tell, but it is my greatest honor to work with emerging brands and help you navigate this complicated, overwhelming industry, and I do that all through Retail Ready. It's literally the only way to work with me. I don't take on -on one-on-one clients anymore, as it's a full-time job to support my students every day, Monday through Friday, in our private student community and on our twice-a-month coaching calls. I can't wait to help you in there, and all it takes is watching that free masterclass. All right, my wizzes. there you have it. The four P's, pitch, print material, promo strategy, and persuasive rebuttals. I'm here to help you on those, those steps over the fourth quarter, and I can't wait to help you set the foundation for success once it's time to start pitching again come January. As always, thank you for listening and cheering me on as we wrap up season five of the podcast. I will be back here next week as we kick off season six. Have a good one. Thank you for listening and stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.